uh, that redemption, that consolation intersected with Jesus, that his life and that his ministry were part of the picture. And so for Joseph, following Jesus, looking for the kingdom of God, meant going and requesting the body of Jesus, throwing his hat over the wall, siding fully with Jesus against his own counsel. It meant, in other words, that his own kingdom had to fall. It cost him. He's a well-respected member. It probably cost him that. His reputation amongst those who are religious, it probably cost him that. His financial well-being, it costs him some of that. In other words, Joseph, in looking for the kingdom of God, had to have an encounter with the cross. Not only Jesus' cross, but his own. And that's as Jesus promised. Remember in chapter 8, verse 34 said, If you want to follow me, you're going to come after me, you're going to have to deny yourself and take up your cross. If you want to save your life, you're going to need to lose it. But if you lose it for my sake and the gospels, you're actually going to save it. That is, one doesn't find the kingdom of God apart from losing their own kingdom, apart from their own kingdom falling and surrender to Jesus' kingdom. It's in saving one's life that you actually lose it ultimately, but it's in losing one's life that ultimately it is found Joseph requests the body of Jesus. He takes him and he buries him. In other words, Joseph is taking up his cross. He's throwing his hat over the wall. He's seeking first the kingdom of God. And isn't that what Jesus instructed to all of his disciples? Seek first the kingdom of God. See, the cross is the place where we can examine ourselves rightly and examine our faith We can examine if we've been crucified or if our kingdom is still alive and active. We can examine to see if we've died to this life and ourselves to live to Jesus and for his sake. We can ask if we've actually taken up our cross knowing that this is what it looks like. We can ask if we have really lost our life for Jesus' sake. You see, at the cross, there really is no middle ground. At the cross is where we are confronted with this high wall. And there are some of us that need to toss our hats over. To get off the fence, to take up our cross, and to follow after Jesus. And Joseph shows us a path. Perhaps he was one of the people that was spoken of in John chapter 12. Who was following or believed in Jesus, but who feared, so he kept silent. And here, he tosses his hat over the wall, and he goes public with his faith. It certainly costs him, and Jesus promises that it will cost everybody. But Joseph does something here. Mark says that he was looking for the kingdom of God, and so he took courage takes courage, he offers himself up to whatever in looking for the kingdom of God, and we can take courage too. One commentator says, but if through a holy desire to honor Christ, Joseph assumed such courage while Christ was hanging on the cross, woe to our slothfulness if now 
that he has risen from the dead an equal zeal, at least to glorify him. Do not burn in our hearts. In a world that's teeming with darkness, brokenness, and evil, those who truly seek the kingdom of God should take courage. Life with God, relationship with God, under His good reign and His good rule is possible through the death of Jesus. And we take courage because we know more about this corpse that Joseph took down than Joseph knew. We know that Joseph wrapped him and buried him, but we know that he's not there anymore. And what more do we need to see to know that the kingdom of God is at hand in Jesus than his death, burial, and then resurrection? And so if you're looking for the kingdom of God, look no further than Jesus. It's at hand in him, the one who died and was raised. And so when Jesus talked about the kingdom of God being at hand in himself, here's what he told people to do. Repent and believe. Turn away from your kingdom, take up your cross, and follow after him. Because in losing your life, you're going to find it in Christ. Now, we don't know the end of Joseph's story, do we? This is the last we see of him in all the scripture. Was he ostracized? Was he cut off from all of his friendships and the social standing that he had? Did this lead to a hard, suffering life for him? We don't know. But we do know some of his story, though it's unwritten for us in the scripture. We know that Joseph, if he truly followed Jesus, got his tomb back. If he wanted it. We know that as a disciple of Jesus, that he too is going to leave a hole in the ground one day. That he sought first the kingdom of God, and all that that he gave was added unto him. And so we too, if we seek first the kingdom of God, losing our own kingdom, letting it fall to his, we're going to share in the same inheritance that Joseph has. The inheritance of the king the inheritance of Christ himself. And we, after we too leave a hole in the ground, we get to receive that inheritance along with him. So believers, take courage. As one pastor said, it's Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands guard and a rock is rolled into place but it's Friday, only Friday. Sunday is a coming. And Jesus wanted us to remember that Friday. And one of the ways that we do that is through taking a sacred family meal together where we're reminded of Jesus's body and blood, body broken for us, blood poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. I have this quote up here for you guys to think on as you take this, that this is the place where we should be saying in our hearts, as sure as I see and touch and taste this bread and this wine or juice, so sure is it that Jesus Christ is not a fancy but a fact, that he is for, my, he is for real, 
and that he offers me himself to be my savior, my bread of life, and my guide to glory, that he has left me to this right, this gesture, this token, this ritual action as a guarantee of his grace. He instituted it, and it is a sign of life giving union with him, and I'm taking part in it, and thus I know that I am his, and he is mine forever. That is the assurance that we should be drawing from our sharing in the Lord's Supper every time we come to the table. So be reminded as you come, if you're a believer, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Lord, we